KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. This week I'm thrilled to say that we are joined by someone whose hair flips could launch a thousand ships. Mm. It is Queer Eyes Charming AF expert groomer, Jonathan Van Ness. Yes! Welcome, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. I wish we had a live studio audience because you deserve. Yeah. I think I just realized that I'm an introverted extrovert. So I'm really, I'm recharging right now. Like, so it's fun. Like I can be my best extrovert, but I'm kind of into being alone right now. It's Mm -hmm. adorable. Like after 8.30 PM, I'm like, I need Postmates. I need, (laughs) I need a joint and I need my cats and my couch is what I need. Sleep mask. Everything. Don't threaten me with a good time, okay? Just got you. <laughs> I hate to like dispel the illusion for our listeners, but we should, in the interest of transparency, say that as close and as intimate as you sound to us right now, you are not actually here in this studio with us. I'm but- devastated. Do you want to FaceTime? <laughs> FaceTime while we do this? In like, any other circumstances, little mess with the audio, yes. won't it? So since we know you're not here, where are you? Tell us. Um, I'm sitting in this gorgeous NPR office in New York City. So you're like a few blocks away from like Bethany and Sonia from The Real Housewives. That's amazing. Yes. Mm. Wait, do you know who I met speaking of like pop culture realness when I was at Fashion Week? Who? It's very major. The Jays from America's Next Top <gasps> Model. Miss J and Miss Mr. Yes, Miss J and Miss Yeah, I did. And me and Tani have a really cute picture with them. Maybe I'll put on my Insta story when this comes out. And Please I'll be do. like, this yes. is what I was talking about. Swipe up for the link. Oh my All gosh. about a swipe up moment. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Were they as wonderful and fabulous as I would expect them to be in person? Yes. Mr. J was like super, you know, agreeable and, and really sweet. I had to work pretty hard to win Miss J's affection. Oh, that's was um, tough. And I, TBH, like, wasn't expecting to have to work so hard. I was just such puppy dog energy because I was like, oh, my God, this is my first fashion week. And I was, like, so happy. And, like, I'm, like, an F-less celebrity and I've never been like this before. And, like, oh, my God. I, th- I think that was a lot. Miss J probably needed a blunt and some cats. I mean. <laughs> he probably did. I'm just saying. And, yeah, I had just had mine before I walked in, minus the cat. So I was, I was good. Make America high again. <laughs> Honestly. So as great philosopher Hillary Duff once said, Let's go back, back to the beginning. Oh, my God. I want to talk about baby Jonathan. What was it like growing up being you? Because you're so unapologetic as being you. Were you always like that? Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, you know, my here were some of my first obsessions. The Miss Universe pageant, the Miss America pageant, figure skating, gymnastics, oh. Barney. But the really cute little Asian girl that had like a really blunt fringe in Barney, like I wanted to <laughs> cut her bangs. So she was like my best friend, like in my imagination. Already the hairdresser's um, impulse was coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really was. And, and, you know, when I realized that I was so blaringly different from the other little boys, just like in manner. And, you know, I wanted to wear like multicolored tights with like sequins off the shoulder, like midriff bearing crop tops. Like that was really natural for me. And when I realized that that wasn't natural for any of the other boys that I was around in this, you know, little rural town in, in the middle of Illinois, I think I realized that you can like hide it or you can do that more, like just be, be you more. Mm-hmm. So I just put on my knee-high Doc Martin boots and my purple sweat outfit and just did that instead. That's why I think I think I got a lot of practice being unapologetically myself because for the first like 14 years of my life I could remember people could consistently not believe their eyes. Like they were just like <laughs> what is going on with this 
afro buck toothed gay kid with like his nails painted and like will not stop talking about Christy Yamaguchi or Michelle Kwan <laughs> based off of what year it was. And so I think because of that, it's just his kind of giving me good practice at being being Hawaiian. But you know, it's like when the cameras aren't on and when I'm, you know, just like going to yoga or going to the gym or whatever, like that personality that I bring to Queer Eye and to Gay of Thrones, it's that is organic to me. That is how I am. But I'm not always like on 50. That is like me being my most entertaining, like, you know, living my best that life. But that's like a practice to me from needing to force feed that gayness to people down people's throats like as a kid. And now it's like, I feel like I've been talking for seven minutes. No, no. Don't let you get it out, honey. We're listening. I know. She's just like, she's like, what am like, but yeah, so that's how I feel about that. <laughs> well, while you're t- what's coming to my mind is like the presence of mind that it takes a kid, especially a small kid, to be able to stand up and be that unapologetic because all the messages you get fed as a kid from other kids and also from the adults around you is for the love of God, don't stand out, fit mm. in. Yeah, my favorite story regarding that is, like, in sixth grade, we had this, like, really fierce talent show that, like, everyone would try out for, and, like, not that many people could make it, right? So it was the year of My Heart Will Go On. I tried out in this gorgeous dance form that no one had ever seen or heard of. It was called Jale, which is not Jonathan's Valet. No, no, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Common misconception. Common misconception. (laughs) It was actually a blend of figure skating, toe loops, axles, sow cows. You um, come through. yeah. But with socks on the floor. So I tried out, which, by the way, was to a ghost track on Jewel's second album. Was it hands? Um, No, it was a ghost track, girl. Like, wasn't even like you had to like fast forward to like track 89, honey. It was like a ghost track. It was like a ghost track? Yeah, she was like a hidden track. And so, um, so I danced to that and I made it. And I will never forget, like, I was making this fierce, like, extra, like, kind of like a caftan, like a very, like, extra large t shirt that had this huge glitter question mark on the front, an upside down question mark on the back. And then I wore this, like, theater mask on the back of my head that had, like, a tear falling down and these really fierce tights. Oh, I love it. So I was making that and I, I made the show I was so excited I was like putting together my outfit and my mom who is super amazing and this story was like a 37 year old woman who's like scared for her young super f-ing gay kid <laughs> my, so my mom walks in and she's like honey I want you to do this because like I know how much you love dancing like I'd been forcing her to like judge all my routines like forever and she's like I know how much you love this but if you do this these kids are never going to let you live this down mm. I just want you to know like it's going to change your life in this school and in this town like they will never forget and so I was like bitch I'm doing the fucking <laughs> dance and they're gonna love it okay as long as I nail my combinations they are gonna love it okay as long as this double toe single toe goes well everyone's gonna be obsessed well my mom was right honey oh, no. I nailed all those combinations they did not care honey and so um, it was pretty intense it was like I got mercilessly bullied after this like I was the most popular kid in school because everyone knew me, but I had, like, two friends. So that was, like, a weird place to inhabit. But I do feel like you really can't embarrass me. And I also feel like it made me, like, a very, like, funny, flexible, quick person. Like, I feel like I can be in a lot of different situations and, like, kind of land on my feet because I'm kind of used to being in, like, awkward-ass social situations because of, you know, how I grew up. You know, you can do a double axel and stuff. Exactly. So you can land on your Not, feet in that regard. I actually regard. never got a double axel on the ground in, in Jolay. I never did because, you know, front and axles, a forward takeoff, backwards landing, so everything's mm-hmm. an and a half. So it's like a double, it's like a two and a half. I'm exhausted just I hearing did. this. <laughs> yeah, I it's never amazing. had that. You know, because Mariah Nagasu just landed her gorgeous triple axel, which is three and a half rotations in the team competition. Slay. Very gorgeous. She follows me on Instagram, Mariah, if you're listening to Oh, my to gosh. <laughs> 
When are you going to start doing the figure skating commentary? Exactly. Serious question. Well, I feel I feel like Johnny and Tara have a lock on that. How like would we get like our Hunger Games fashion moments if I was doing it? I you know what I mean? Just... Like we wouldn't like it wouldn't be the same. Like he needs to do that. Maybe I could like recap all of it at the end or something. I'm not trying to take away a queen's job. Honey, <laughs> and he's killing that. It's not he's a good look to be that. supplanting someone. It's not. Else. And like it's like who am I? Like coming in and taking everyone's job? Like Kyan. Now Johnny, we're no. Like we got to keep our jobs. <laughs> From a branding perspective, it doesn't look great. Yeah. You're not trying to I Tanya anyone. Oh. Oh, no. No, no. But did you guys see this? Obviously, yes. you guys already talked about it, but it's like it's so good, so so genius, this movie. It was pretty great, but also I feel like they made fun of Nancy in it. I was like, well, you know, it's not her fault that she was crying. That's it, not why they made fun of her, girl. They made fun of her because she's had a big old wooden stick shoved up her ass for 25 <laughs> years. So that's why they made fun of her. There we go. Listen, as someone heard who here. watched I, Tonya last night, I am, by my nature, a contrarian. Mm. I have strong opinions about this movie, Uh-oh. but I'm not going to go into oh, them yes. because we will derail the whole Yeah, podcast. this is about Jonathan. Oh, no, no, I'm... no. Can we please just do it for like 40, 30, 20? <laughs> just what? You hated it? Like, what? I, I was kind of slow. Like, Margot didn't give me life. Allison Janney gave me life. Yeah, okay, so I didn't grow up with the, like, the battle for the ages story between Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Oh. That is, like, we had different figure skaters in the UK. So I don't have this like background. And so the story didn't have that immediate pull on me. That is all Who I did you have say. in the UK? Who was major in the UK? Torville and Like Syria Bonally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those oh, yeah. Were <laughs> Everyone should go and Google that right now. <laughs> I was more of a Sergei, Katarina uh, Gordieva and Sergei Greenkopf, 1992 gold medalist. And then he like dropped dead of a f-ing heart attack like a year later. What? I'll Jeez. never forget watching the Today Show with my mom. And it was like, boop, 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 Sergei Greenkopf reigning gold medalist in Paris figure skating is dead oh, at no. 27. He had like a massive heart attack on the ice. 27? A heart attack at 27? Yep. yep. So massive heart skating attack. Skating is hard work. Figure skating is no it's joke. It's hard work. Honey. No one said it was easy. You know. Okay. She said it. <laughs> I love us. Can we like have a figure skating podcast? <laughs> yes. yes. I'm here for it. Oh I'll God. do some research. To, Only like, if we get to wear tights and, and leotards to the podcast. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's a role play podcast. I don't know why. Like, of course it is. Duh. Obviously. And it's just got this like bed of like, like people skating underneath. The entire time. It's, yes. it's oh amazing. It's experiential. It's fashion based. And then we'll have like a video teaser of our podcast yes. and it's all of us doing that thing where they stop really suddenly on the edge of the blade and then oh, yes. sprays oh. ice on people's faces. Oh, I love that. And, and then, I'm in Michelle Kwan's long skate outfit from Nagano, <laughs> that light powder blue yes. Vera Wang number. Love that one, honey. I'm in Allie Raisman. I know she's a gymnast, but her outfit. I love her. This is like the 85th time I've talked about her today. I did an interview with Paper Magazine this morning and they were like, who's your hero? And I was like, Allie Raisman. Next yeah. question. Yes. She's just like uh. an icon and she's like, let me perform to a Jewish song because fuck y'all. That's what I shall do in it. Okay. That round off back handspring, full twisting step off, <laughs> round off back handspring, double Arabian punch front. That's her opening pass in like 2012 and 2016. That pass is so gorgeous. I had to tweet about that pass the other day when she sued the United States Olympic Committee. Oh, yeah. Because I said, You are bringing justice into the world harder and faster than you brought your round off back handspring, full <laughs> twisting, <laughs> one and a half step out, round off back handspring, double Arabian punch front. So in that, the move, position. that move of hers is, is your kink, basically. <laughs> It's my nasty king. I love it so much. The depressing thing is this figure skating podcast we're discussing, it probably already exists. Not with us, yeah, Not with us, though. Not with True, us. But, you know, nothing new under the sun. Beyond the ice. Okay. Into the ice. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get the working title together. Yeah. yeah. We'll work on it. So, mm. growing up in the Midwest, mm. 
Some straights were not appreciating the ferocity that you were bringing as the first male cheerleader at your high school. Mm. And you eventually, like Miley Cyrus, hopped off a plane at LAX with your dream and your cardigan. I don't know if you know that song. I did. That was actually my moving to LA song. Hello. Yes. I did not move to LA, but I still listen to it pretty much every other day. It's it still just means me. something. You have to be in LA just to like that song. Yeah, but it helps. So important. <laughs> My yeah, time will come. You land in LA. Do you have a plan so to I... get famous? Like, what happens next? No, 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 no. In fact, I used to so make fun of people who wanted to get make like because I'm a hairdresser. So the amount of clients that I did that were like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm like, I'm oh, right, sweetie. Good luck. Like, no, <laughs> okay. you're gonna be great. But that's not true. I mean, there were some where I was like, you will be great. And then there's other ones where I was like, girl, yeah. like, you, like get into that like something else moment. I moved there in 2009, and I just really wanted to learn how to do hair better. I'd like been at the same salon in, in Arizona. So I went to hair school in Minneapolis, and I moved uh, to Arizona for a few years, like from like 19 to 22. And I kind of felt like I was like a bit stagnant in Phoenix, and I was like, what am I doing here? Like I'm doing like Kelly Clarkson chunky highlights all the time. Like, <laughs> 2009. Also, and the was, heat like, in Phoenix on people's yeah, hair? Yeah, like, like so what hot, are we talking about? Yeah. Like so nasty. So I was like, let me just like move to L.A. and have like a Devil Wears Prada experience and just like assist and really learn like about my craft because I feel like at that time I knew how to like not mess hair up but I didn't know how to like get anywhere I wanted to go I knew like you know just like my basic stuff but I didn't know how to like fix anything so it's time to to level up yeah so I just want to like get a glow up so I moved to LA and I assisted at Sally Hirschberger and I assisted for like really really amazing stylists and colorists there and assisting there is where I met Aaron Gibson who is the director of Gay of Thrones and half of Throwing Shade which we know we all love Throwing Shade And so I met Aaron there, and then that's how Gay of Thrones was born in 2013. Yeah, and so then, like, that was supposed to be, like, one episode of, like, a silly thing that I thought we were going to, like, record on our phone. Like, I never had been, like, on a live (laughs) set at that point. And, like, so I never knew, like, what, like, sound, speeding. Like, this is, like, a full-on thing, honey. I was like, this is kind of a cute experience. And then the next week, you know, Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones was like, I want to do that show I saw. And then Funny or Die was like, okay, I think we have something cute. Like, let's just, you know, recap this whole season. And then people wanted it to come back. And so then after, like, four seasons of that, I started my podcast. I was, like, really into getting to learn about all of the different subjects that I've covered on Getting Curious. And that was really fun. But, I, you know, I'd auditioned for some things here and there. And I'd done some daytime hosting, like, on that network Cheddar, which is, like, this cute, like, kind of, like, Netflix of news sort of thing. Mm. So I did, like, a little, like, Hoda Codby and, like, Kathy Lee, like, tech <laughs> show with them. Were you drunk? Like, I tried... <laughs> No, no. I, well, not any more than usual. That's okay. their brand. Um, just, exactly. Blunt and yeah, cats. Just blunt kidding. And cats. <laughs> exactly. Blunt and cats. It was more like that speed than like drunk in the morning speed. So I did that. And then once Queer Eye was coming back and then read, you know, kind of how they wanted to make this version, you know, that log line that got leaked to the press when it first came out that January of like last year, it said like turning red stains pink would make over to time. And I was like, that is so me. Like I was <laughs> so meant to do that. Like, I come from like the reddest of red places. I couldn't be any pinker. Let's do this. So it really, it wasn't my intention when I moved to LA that I wanted to become like a personality. I just really wanted to be able to like cut myself out of a paper bag, like well. And yeah, so really everything has been kind of a happy accident. Although I kind of feel like when I say that, it's kind of, I've just learned this phrase called like wrong friend, like wrong friend. Like let's say someone's calling to talk to you about like how much their mom is annoying them, but your mom just died of like cancer or something. It's like, don't call me to bitch about your mom. Call Ooh. the next one. Get the third. It's like you're wrong friending me right now. Like wrong friend. 
So I love this phraseology. Like sometimes I feel like I can see in certain people's eyes where I'm like, oh my God, I wrong friended you. I'm so sorry. I deliberately <laughs> oh, this. I'm just I've been away like conniving and plotting like how to get these followers and how to book this job for like five years, <laughs> seven years, 10 years, honey. Actually, since the first Queer Eye, I've been trying to figure this out. But also, I think sometimes in life, like the cutest things that have come to me have been accidents. And mm. I think that that is like a gorgeous floating piece of advice, not that anyone asked for it, but I feel like you don't have to be like forward leaning and aggressive to get good stuff in life. You just have to be passionate about what you're doing. And then I think good things come. Well, I'm going to be controversial here and say they might not actually be accidents. You might have worked really hard for them, you personally, but because you're humble and not an asshole, you think they're accidents. (laughs) Wow. You See, we just, and just just so you know, the more you know, star just floated over the studio just now. It like, did, just, honey. It, it just did. saying, it's all about mindset. And speaking about mindset, like you have a contagious energy. Like you're a joy to be around. So anytime you want to go ice skating Aww. together, let's do it. Oh um, my god, will you teach me stuff? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh my god. But I'm curious to know because you've said at the end of the day, you need your blunt, you need your cat, you need to relax. I want to know what your morning is like. Like, how do you amp up in the morning? to bring all this energy into the world. Do you wake up like this or do you have a routine that I need to get on? I'm such a morning person. It's a problem. Like, I don't know. I just wake up in such a cute mood. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, oh my God, these cats are so f***ing cute. And like, I love this. I want to check my Instagram. I want to read the news. I'm going to make some coffee. And then I drink a lot of it. Yeah. I picture you saying like, isn't the dawn just beautiful? <laughs> the sun is rising and I'm and the like, birds are chirping. Uh, there's a dawn? I don't know this life. <laughs> well, there is like, but also too, like I feel like the one thing I like left out of that is like a, a just like a little, she just like a little micro dose and just like a little puff a puff a little, just like a, just give me like a little sip of some weed. Now that's, coffee, the, that's like what little, I'm looking for. I'm, that's the yeah, advice I'm looking like a, for. Just give me like a little, just give me like a little puff of something, something, just like a little bit. Like I don't need to get rip roaring stone, but just like a sip and then a gorgeous coffee. Like I've never felt better. Like well, I have never felt better than that. Well, that makes sense because you said I like to read the news. I was like, really? After reading the news, you're still pumped? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, honey, I'm like, I just go back for my second dose then and then it's fine. I just have to say I used to be a pothead. I hope this doesn't get me fired. But I used to be a pothead, but I had to stop because I would get really anxious. And so I like let it go. And mm-hmm. effortless segue. Did it make you anxious going to Red States? <laughs> Being who you are and like right after Trump's inauguration, like did you guys experience any homophobia while you were down there? You know, I have to say that I was very not nervous and I think that it was more of an exercise of nervousness for the people that I was working with than for me. Like I come from a really rural town. I grew up on a hog farm to this day at 30. Like if I hear someone say fag, like I assume they're yelling it at me. Like I'm not kidding you. Like, if I hear someone say fag walking past me in the street, like, I will whip my head around, like, ready to make sure no one's, like, coming for me. Because I'm very used to, like, getting pushed downstairs, pushed up against walls, like, tires ripped off your car, like, faggot spray painted on my car. Like, right after Matthew Shepard was killed, it was, like, the worst thing ever happened to me. These two boys, like said the craziest shit on ICQ. Like, I didn't end up going to school for, like, three days. It's, like, the only time I've ever been, like, actually scared. And so... Because of, like, all of those experiences, like, I didn't, I don't think a second thought of going, like, I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to scream fag louder than, like, it doesn't move a hair on my head. I just felt like there was parts in rural Georgia, like, not so much Atlanta itself, but there was definitely parts of rural Georgia where, like, people would drive by and I would be, like, in a, like, a crop top, you know, running somebody, and, like, I've definitely heard people say fag, like, at me. And I, I remember this one night at the grocery store, I was, like, I popped out to get something. And this was like the most like high school ass moment that I had when I was filming in Atlanta. But this 
guy walked past me and I was like wearing like a cute little like harem pant and like a little tank top. I was just giving you like cute gay yoga teacher vibes. <laughs> you were serving, you um, were serving, I'm sure. Yeah. And this guy walked up to me and kind of like pushed me from behind and was like, you could have any girl you want. Could have any girl you want. I don't get it. And oh. I was just like, that's what he like, said to you. I was. That sounds yeah. like he wanted you actually. That was. And that's I was what like, I heard. No, 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 no. It was very much like oh. I want to punch you in the face. Like I do not understand. Like I don't get it. Like it was very homophobic. It was very pointed. It was very like cold chill down my spine. Like if he hadn't been like a five foot six little itty bitty, I would have been nervous. Oh. Like he like the way he said it was like very nasty. Like like I said, nothing like happened. Like moved like a hair on my head. Like maybe one on my neck that particular time. But other than that, no. <laughs> But the shitty thing about that is that you were literally just doing your groceries. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. can you live? It's the evening. Yeah. You need to buy stuff. And you were yeah. representing Sybil from Downton Abbey, her harem pant moment. You oh, were just recreating God, that. I love yeah. Sybil. I actually just started re-watching Downton because I just missed it so much. That first season of that show is so lit. It is so good. <laughs> Like, it is so good. From the get with the dead Turkish guy in her bed and she's not supposed to have sex and it's oh, the whole no, thing. But you know, but, you know, but more from the get when I rewatched it, honey, if you guys have not watched Downton Abbey, like do that fast, like 30 seconds, about 30 seconds, I'll say it fast. But in that first episode when that Duke <laughs> comes, who Thomas has that affair with, remember? Ooh, like yeah. when Thomas oh. has that affair with that Duke and then the Duke is like, oh, let's go exploring. Like, and then Mary's like house or gardens and he's like house. And then they go to the servants quarters and he closes the door in that random room. And then later on when he throws those letters in the fire with Thomas, I didn't realize until just last week that that's what he was looking for. Like the whole reason he came up there was to get his letters and he acted like he was Scandal. interested in the girls. It's like so an he Easter could egg. Well, because like back in those days, like if you were grindering someone via the post, that could <laughs> put you in prison forever. Because d- we all saw the great imitation game with that cute boy mm-hmm. that won the Oscar for it and and about that that machine the that, Benedict. that Alan Turing. Yes, and the Alan Turing. And they made they put him in jail for being gay in like nineteen fifty something. Like, so in 1912, if you got caught grindering someone, like, on yeah. the post in the UK, you were going to get, like, chemically castrated. Yeah, being or, like, gay was, like, illegal in the UK up until frighteningly recently. People it was, think like, that country's It was, like, 1960 or something. It is Because Alan Turing was, like, very prosecuting. He saved the modern Western world, and they still chemically castrated him. Yeah. Jeez. And then he killed himself. And then he killed himself. Spoiler mm. And yeah. he was so cute. And, like, not even, like, if he could, like, save us from the Nazis, think about what he could have done, like, in the 70s. And yeah. like, he could have done other, other cute stuff. He had years ahead of him. Yeah. It's a tragedy whatever way you slice it. Well, after hearing this, yeah, crikey, I'm going to need Sorry, therapy. Okay. <laughs> that means we're already working through a tense moment. Yes. I thought I'd ask about one scene in particular that like had me biting my nails. And that's the scene that I think was like the opening of episode three. And I won't give too much away, but basically you guys were pulled over by the police. And I was nervous. So I just kind of want to know, did you guys know that that was going to happen? Was that a part of the no. show? Or No. Okay. No. And also an important detail for the listeners who haven't seen it is that, I don't know if the producers made this call or what, but Karamo, who is black, was driving. Mm -hmm. And you guys like kind of take turns driving to these appointments. And this is the episode that Karamo was driving. And then a cop pulls you guys over. And then it's very aggressive. And then obviously for everyone, police brutality is front of mind. And it's like, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah. I mean, I was extremely concerned I think you can tell from, like, all of our faces that we're extremely concerned. I, like, whipped out my phone to record it because I didn't know if the cop was on the GoPro. I was recording him in the rearview mirror, and then I recorded him, like, coming back up. 
And who was it? Is it and Bobby I, that says maybe don't do that? Like they're nervous about you filming that it might like yeah. Trigger and something I was like, there. go f- yourself. It's your right. My brain went to like this could end. This could escalate very quickly for so many obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the answer is no. We didn't know. Well, first of all, when he was giving his speech, when he said like, oh, it's a state law that you have to have your ID. Like, that's when I was like, oh, wait, you're doing a reality TV show, girl. Like, you're on candid camera because everyone has to have a f***ing ID. Yeah. Like, it does, it's not yeah. a state law. Like, everyone oh, yeah, does. It's it a out. federal thing. So when he said that, I was like, what? And then I, like, started looking at his backside to see if I could see a mic. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, is he mic'd right now? And so I saw one. So, like, when I, like, in the scene when I'm, like, kind of tense right before he says, like, I'm his nominator – and I start to smile. That's when I saw the thing. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. This isn't real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That must have been a relief. Um, started to realize. But I think that that pro- yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's no, we're not idiots. So obviously there was like an intention for a conversation to be had around that, that we weren't privy to. We didn't know. But our showrunner's name is Jennifer Lane. And she is one of the most incredible people. I've really one of the most interesting and incredible creators I've ever met. She is so diverse, like as far as like who she hires and and what she wants to do and the truth that she wants to tell. So TBH, I was really frustrated that day that it happened. I just like that could have gone so many ways. And I knew that Karama was not feeling great about it. Mm -hmm. And so, Oh, you can tell as well. It's so clear on his face. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, feel like the militarization of the police force in this country and like the repercussions that have happened because of all these wars that we've been in and now we're like literally bringing these weapons home and like using them on our own people. Mm-hmm. We should all be scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I am very scared of police officers and like I actually was kind of excited yesterday because I saw a police officer in Rockefeller Center and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go ask him for directions. And I was like, oh, look at me. Like, <laughs> like I do You're know like, that there personal are some growth. Personal growth. Yeah, I was like, like, there are like good ones. Like there, and there are, and there are good ones. Like Corey being so on the other spectrum, especially from like Karamo. Mm-hmm. If they can have that conversation, like a lot of people can have that conversation that maybe thought that it was too uncomfortable or too whatever to have. That's one beautiful thing about the show that I love is like Karamo was like feeling some kind of way. Like when we were doing the discovery in his house, like after that, mm-hmm. he was not feeling super cute and excited. And I love that he was given a chance to like talk through that. Like we were all given chances to be who we are. Mm-hmm. And like none of that was like produced. There was no way Cromwell was going to get in a car with him and not have that conversation. Mm-hmm. He was pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's part of why the show is successful because it's who we are. Like we do care about what we're saying. We did care about making these people feel something and learn something. And in that case, the things that... Corey got to learn and feel from Karamo was like a much larger long-lasting shift than any hair that I did because mm-hmm. I mean Corey's life is changed like to this day changed I think it's the most changed because of what he did with Karamo and I think that's what's like getting such a reaction from the viewers like all over social media people are saying oh my god I'm crying every episode and I think it's because like what you're saying it's just like such a scary combative time and like it seems very divisive like okay red states and blue states and you're this kind of person and I'm this kind of person but you guys lead with compassion and like a sense of community and even if people are so different like in the episode where Bobby talks to the very religious guy and he's like hey I also am actually from a religious background like what do you think about religions take on being really homophobic and then they have a conversation like those conversations we don't normally broach with people because it's uncomfortable and we don't want to be attacked or whatever but your show's doing that and I think that's why everyone's obsessed Mm -hmm. love (laughs) (laughs) you're changing lives out here okay trying So something I read in an interview of yours, because I've been stalking you for the past couple days. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
is that when you first started doing Gay of Thrones, there was just like some comments that were talking about your appearance and that you ended up going into therapy to like work through those issues, but also what's going on in your own head. The thing that we all have, which is like super critical, like, oh, you don't look good today or, oh, that thing you just said is dumb. So I was wondering, like, out of this process of like going to therapy and also just being in the game for a while, like what's the thing that you've learned about letting that kind of negativity go and just being who you are and being confident in that? That's a really good question. I mean, I'm by no means an expert in this. I think what I've learned and what I'm working on the most is called like selective permeability, not letting every single thing that you read or hear or that you get exposed to like become a part of your truth. And now it's like if someone says like, for instance, that comment that you're referring to is like, Jonathan loves more than three things. He loves like blah, blah, blah and beer. Look at that gut. It's like, I don't have to let that troll be my truth. And when people say really, really good things, it's like I can appreciate where they're coming from. And I'm so glad that I had that effect on them. But like, I don't have to hear all this praise and like lose who I am. Like, I'm not this like, you know, benevolent like person that just like makes everyone love themselves. Like I struggle all the time and I don't want to lose this person that has been through a lot. Like, cause you know, I think that like when so many people are saying so many good things to you, it can go to your head. And I don't want that. I don't want to like lose like the experiences that I have um, that were difficult. So I think what I've learned is is that like selective permeability is super important and that it's a practice. Not everything everyone says to you like has to stick. And also like we should treat ourselves and talk to ourselves in our minds of like, would you talk to your friend like that? Mm. Then change it. That's such an important one. And I love the thing that you said in some interview about like this experiment with water where you put it under a microscope. And if you tell water, I hate you, it'll like crystallize in this deformed way. But if you say I love you, it's like this beautiful snowflake and it's like like proven by science. What? Wait, this just sounds like that pink goo in that Ghostbusters movie (laughs) where when you yell at it, it gets angry and like starts killing people. Oh my God, it was kind of like that. (laughs) It was kind of like that. But this study, that study is very interesting. You know, it also, um, uh, I I love that my um, filter worked that fast i almost told like a story that i like shouldn't tell and i'm you have to tell us now it's it's a it's the dr masaru emoto water study okay Um, that's the story you shouldn't tell (laughs) no that's the story that's the the water study he's got a whole that's a water study (laughs) okay fine i'll tell you the story okay it's basically just that like what you accept flows and what you resist persists so like you know those like gorgeous places where you get like a 30 dollar like hour-long massage Mm -hmm. yeah so I went through this phase where, like, no matter if it was, like, a little old lady or, like, it didn't matter who was giving me the massage. Like, when they would get to, like, my feet, I would just get, like, a half chub. Like, no matter what. Like, <laughs> okay. like You know, like, no matter what. Yeah. And I was, like, really self-conscious because it was, like, a room full of chairs. And, like, like there's, just, like, a blanket over me. And I was, like, I hope they don't, can't see that, like, I have, like, a half chub. Because, like, I'm not into <laughs> them. I'm just, I'm just, like, relaxed. And, like, I have, like, and it wasn't, like, full pitch. It was just, like, a, like, a, like but enough that I was, like, oh, my God, I hope they don't see it. So then I would think to myself, like my grandma rotting naked, like my grandma dead naked casket, like dead stuff, like snot. <laughs> yeah, that'll like do just, it. I would think of like, I would just think of like gross stuff. No, it would make it worse. Like really? it would turn into like a three quarter chubby. <laughs> it would make it into like a three quarter chubby. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why won't it go away? So then, so then after doing, and then sometimes like it would go away because like by the time they got to the other foot, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so relaxed. And I would just stop thinking about it. So it's fine. But then I realized like a few massages later, I was like, oh, like you have half chub because you're just really relaxed and all the blood's like going to like your pelvis because you're kind of like laying on like a lazy boy. So everything's kind of like pulling towards the middle and you're super not aroused. You're just like relaxed. So like it just, she just has a quarter chub girl. And then once I accepted it, 
she like totally deflated, laid down, no big deal. And then it was just such a lesson of like, what you accept will just flow and go away. And what you resist will get worse. Quarter chub. Just exactly. let her do her thing. Just... It doesn't mean you're into necrophilia or no. that you're straight. It just means it's okay, happening. Okay, first of all, I was like an obvious, like, I mean, my poor grandma, she is dead. It's so sad. Like, ew. It's so sad. But I would think about that. It would make it worse. Like, I don't, but she's but not in it, necrophilia. Inadvertently, she's led you to this beautiful lesson. Yeah, exactly. And she was like amazing, my grandma. Her name was literally Ann Oakley. Oh, She's an like, OG legend. Okay. Yeah. But like that wasn't her, but like she married a guy whose last name was Oakley and her name was Anne. So like it worked out. She got like, isn't that cute? Yes. Super cute. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. So we've crafted a little lightning round for you. Cute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with a tough one that has actually a dead person you might have to sleep with. <laughs> um, oh. Just go with me. You are full of the segues okay. today. It's Boink Kill Mary. Boink. And the options are from Game of Thrones. Joffrey, R.I.P. Mm. Not really, though. <laughs> Ramsay Bolton or the Night King? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, ew, like, Jonathan? You just told us that like, story. <laughs> it's like so rude. Well, he's just like giving me like all bad options. Well, obviously, I would have to kill the Night King because like I'm not going to be a zombie and I'm not, I don't, I'm not into that at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. So definitely killing the Night King with, oh, this is actually pretty easy. Ramsay Bolton, I would boink. Because I feel like he would just be like nasty and like kind of like but hot too, and I feel like he'd like spit in my mouth, but not like a loser. Like, <laughs> oh. So I'd be like, I'd be like just like really like I feel like he'd like kind of like, mark me as his territory, and then I'd be like wait for him to go to the bathroom, and I would escape. So I feel he, like I could handle him. He definitely has kinky um, vibes. Yes. Uh, yeah, he has yeah. Really kinky vibes. But like, I also feel like he might just like treasure me, like be like a little kinky, like and just treasure me. So I feel like it'd be fine. Um, and then I would obviously marry Joffrey because I feel like I could just control him. Like he's mm. so manipulatable. I got this. Shoot. Mm, you could I be Marjorie. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> she thought she had it, too. She totally thought she was safe. And she look was, what happened to her. Yeah, right? she was like, I'm the queen of the kingdom, the queen of the gays. Hey, brother. Mm. Sup? Um, but it didn't work out. Another boy and kill Mary. This is nicer because I was really rude just now with my selections. Mm-hmm. So you got Cal Drogo, because he's hot, mm-hmm. Jon Snow, or Jamie Lannister. Before his hand was chopped off. Yeah. Hey, whoa, let's have some love for the hand. That the, hand's the versatile. Gold, the gold hand. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Mary John. Yes. Because duh. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. Even though, like, he is, like, never mind. But you would that. inherit his Wait. collection of, like, coyote minks. I mean. Which is great. Yes. Which is great. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, he's, like, 5'8. So, like, when we nook, like, when I nook with my husband, like, my feet are going to be, like, three feet off the bed. Mm. Like, I'm going to, like, like, because I'm way bigger than him, but. Maybe he's versed. It'll be fine. We'll be, it'll be, yeah, you'll have like a now. roaring fireplace. Your feet will never be cold. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. So that's great. So that's me and John. We're going to get married. Brother D, I just feel like <laughs> he is so f- nasty. <laughs> he really is. And so for that reason, oh, I'm just like, I'm going to take him like to F me. And the thing with Cal is, is like, I don't know. I just feel like he's like brutish. I feel like he could potentially be on like, uh, Jason, like, are you on roids? Like, I don't know. And I just think Because like, <laughs> Maybe you have, like, rage issues and, like, oh, my God, that's, like, really mean, Jonathan. But I have heard that, like, roids do affect testicles. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And I I keep, maybe he's not, like, maybe he's just, like, naturally super fit. And maybe he's a, he probably is a gorgeous lay. But I'm not the one who decided to do this. (laughs) So I can't be blamed for this. Okay. I've said on the show before that I am Arya Sunsign, Marjorie Moonsign, and Elena slash Drogon Rising Sign. Do you have any, like, proclivities to certain characters in terms of, like, 
just who you are and the stars and all that. Wow. You don't have to get you into know, all the astrology, of- <laughs> but. <laughs> well, no, but it's like, it's just a kind of, TBH, I need to watch Game of Thrones not writing Game of Thrones while I'm watching it. Because totally. I'm so, like, thinking, like, macro and then, like, a big scale of, like, what I need to recap for the audience that, like, it's I, I feel like I forget to, like, relate as much personally. Oh. Yeah, you're thinking about content. Because um, I am. I'm thinking about content. Right now, I feel like I'm serving you a lot of Christina Aguilera. Because I just feel like <laughs> I, I was, like, really down and, like, out, like, coming where I come from. And I was, like, this, like, redheaded stepchild that, like, wasn't supposed to be queen. And, like, now look. Like, now look. And so that's like, Daenerys, got, right, for people who haven't seen yeah, Day of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. So, like, but it's, like, now look. Like, I'm I'm feeling super queeny. I feel like I've got, like, four dragons in the form of, like, four fierce gays. Um, <laughs> so, I feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm, like, all Christina. And I actually am a triple Aries. Like, I'm all Aries. Like, so all, fiery. Like, my rising and my, like, my sun and my moon and my, I'm all Aries. I'm very, like, a bottom-heavy chart. So, for that, I feel like I'm all Christina. I love Ooh. it. Did you know that the real Christina Aguilera has a new single that leaked the other day? And the gays are feeling it. Oh, really? Because she really sangs on it. Oh, really? Well, oh. she can always, Christina can always sing. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing. I'm ready for her to do doubt. like an emancipation of Mimi moment. Like, I'm ready for her to do like a whisper. <laughs> like, give me something else. I'm sorry. Like, and I know she has a lot for us, but I am. Like, I need like a, like, and not me then too. And my imagination not be all up on you. I need like a whispery Christina moment. <laughs> I'd have totally forgotten that Mariah had an album called Emancipation of Mimi. Yes, she did. It just reminded me. Yes. E equals MC squared, honey. Oh, that was yes. a follow-up girl was the shit. The scientist we, we need and love. <laughs> she is the mathematician we need in this moment, especially she now is. that Stephen Hawking's gone. Oh. It's Mariah. Too soon. Oh, I, my God. That's such a perfect, <laughs> listen, perfect. A hero will rise. And it's Mariah. <laughs> Can I jump in here with a yes, question? Yes, please. Okay, so I've got a bit of a Sophie's Choice moment for you. I know that you love your products. And so in a cruel, cruel, cruel world, if you could only have one, hair or skincare products, only one, mm. which would you choose? Skin, because I would just use like a little bit of like a facial like serum oil on my ends. Yes! And just be like, <laughs> joke's on you, because like, I'll just figure it out. I, I put lotion in my hair in a pinch, honey. Yeah, hey, honey, do. come on, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got one for you. What Game of Thrones character would you love to give a makeover to? Um, who needs it? Oh, the one who I call Lena Dunham. <gasps> oh, Yara. Yara. Yeah. yeah, Yara. I like want to clean her up. <laughs> she needs help because she yeah. was way too into being fingered by her brother. That was yeah. I want to do like a, a really like blunt moment. bob, like a really like blunt bob, a gorgeous exfoliant, like some microderm abrasion. Yes, living <laughs> and get off the horse. <laughs> yeah, that's your brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so picture you're at a karaoke bar. What are you singing? Uh, Leona Lewis, "Bleeding Love." Oh, Ooh. such a good choice. Where has she been? I've been waiting for her Honey, to come back. She had an American album that did so bad they like. I know. It, she even straightened her hair. She's, she's not. She's not coming back. No. I don't think. Christ, bleeding no, love is a jam. That's that's why you don't want a first one out the gate so good. Yeah. Because it, it'll ruin you. They crowned her like Whitney. I, I remember she sang those they Whitney really covers. They loved her, and then she just disappeared. You guys, so tonight's like the Drag Race finale, and I, I have like, like oh, you seven have to go. of my friends are like, well, they're kind of like they're like, what the. <laughs> 
like we can't get our table like you have like and I'm like I'm like I'm finishing up a thing oh that's why I got kind of like weirdly oh quiet because like, I'm like we're so sorry. Like four of them they're like, gonna kill me no don't okay first of all don't you ever apologize to me I'm so obsessed with you guys I really want to come to San Francisco and meet you IRL oh, like, okay, I love so you so much maybe you can come next week since we're gonna have a former contestant at our event next week Bob the Dragon. Bob the with us. we're doing a live show oh, next week the event will have passed you. by the time most people hear this podcast but, <laughs> but I'm gonna be in New York oh, I have like all this stuff to do it. here I'm like such a New York baby for these two weeks come and see but, us but like eventually can I come to San Fran Yes, yeah, she needs a San Fran moment. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like cut it off, but I love you guys so much. We love you so much. You'll this was so for, fun. Can I just like take off these headphones and like run like hell? Wait, I love you guys. I do. <laughs> Team Trixie or Shangela, bye. <laughs> no, you, no, I, either one of those, I'm like good. I'm good with either. Same. I actually kind of want Trixie, but I feel like it's gonna be Shang. Same, same. same. Okay, oh my god, I love you guys. Okay, I love you a lot. Bye. Right, bye. Thank you. Thanks bye. For Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. bye. I've never related to a, a need okay. to flee. <laughs> And also, I don't think we've ever ended a podcast with the guest literally having like, to, had to go, run out. Run. Well, this drag race. Our audience so. are getting, like, the truth right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's the big and the pick. Hey, the big and the pick. Hey! So that spiraling little cap that's just in the air. And uh, the dust that's just kicked up. He's gone. He vanished. But for the best possible reason. <laughs> Drag royalty is being crowned. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, now you know we record these things in advance. Yeah. So it's actually whatever date is, March 13th or something. So I guess we could just do a little peak pit and song how we usually do. I guess do. Why not? As most of you know, late great Stephen Hawking. Oh, yeah. It's gone into the cosmos. But the thing is, guys, I believe in taking good things from bad. Yes, he's gone, but it also provides me with an opportunity to tell you my Stephen Hawking story. Oh, hello. Which is very short. I was leaving the movie theatre in Cambridge over 10 years ago, back in the UK. I'm coming out. Stephen Hawking's coming in. It's very clearly Stephen Hawking. I'm very excited. I look up. I look back to note what is the movie that one of the greatest minds that humanity has ever known? What is the movie that he is currently going into? It is Bridget Jones's Diary 2, oh. The oh. Edge of Reason. And oh. that's my Stephen Hawking story. And let's just remember the great man. Geniuses. They're just like us. And he also <laughs> said, someone asked him once what his IQ was. And he said, I don't know. People who talk about their IQs are losers. Wow. You know, allegedly. I <laughs> Come agree. Through. Come through. <laughs> when I look up at the Starry Night this evening, I'm going to point and say, I'm going to watch Bridget Jones for you tonight. In your right. honor. That's the Steve. Colin Firth constellation. <laughs> <laughs> the peak of the week mm. did not happen this week, but I keep seeing this clip like maybe once a year. It just keeps popping up. And I feel like I need to bring it to the show because I never have before. Eartha Kitt. Oh, oh, yes. For is she. Legend. Was being interviewed. And the question was, if a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? And her response was this. If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. <laughs> a man comes into my life and you have to compromise for what? For what? For what? For what? For oh what? I love that clip. Once a month. Yeah. Once a month. Well, the best part is clearly the little lapdog barking in yes. the background. Her hype man? 
Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yes, queen, yes. But you have to see the video because the laughter is one thing, but to see the expression... Head wow, all she, the way back. Oh, listen. Oh. Maybe this should just be the theme song of the show from now on. Yes, yes. <laughs> I need someone to sample that and make it a song that I can bop Guys, to. Guys, make mm-hmm. it happen. Regularly, yes. Speaking of songs. Yes. So this week I picked a song that our guest... Jonathan introduced us to. Recently, he did an interview with Noisy when he shared what he was listening to. And he got me hooked on a song by Lizzo. Yes. Called Truth Hurts. Mm. So we're going to ride out to that. I will never, ever, 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 ever be your side chick. I put the singing single. Ain't worried about a ring on my finger. So you can tell your friend. Shoot your child when you see him. It's okay. He already in my DM. Thanks to Jonathan for being such a delight and a dream. Oh, he's he's amazing. Come, come to San Fran. Thanks also to David Marcus, Ashley Ann Craigbaum, and Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Until next time, you can find us on social media. I'm Teacup in the Bay. Emmanuel is Excuse My Beauty without the E on Twitter, with the E on Instagram. And Jamidra is Jamidra Says on all available platforms. Oh, oh yeah. Look at you. You killed that. <laughs> like our stuff, because we're insecure. Yeah. <laughs>